further in. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey Amy, we're going to rumble with an interesting topic today. (laughs) Yet another one. (laughs) It's a tricky topic. Go figure. This is what we do. I laugh and think, why do people listen to us? We don't have all the answers. We sure do rumble about a lot of stuff. It's true. (laughs) And between the two of us, I'm sure we hit mostly what people are thinking about these different topics. And maybe the reality is is that it's a good idea to not pretend we don't know what we know? Don't know what we or don't know? What we know. Pr- pretend like we know that what we don't know. Right. And yeah. oversimplified answers. Who likes those? Nobody no. that's actually dealing yeah. with life. So we're rumbling with life here today. We're going to talk about healing. Hmm. Just purely through medical, right? Yeah. All the way. Or there's trite answers for why you're not healed. So suck it up. Yeah. Or... Or what? Or okay. right? so the reality is, you and I both are struggling with some things that would be super great if Jesus would just go, bam, you're yeah. healed. And you and I have both seen supernatural healing. Yeah. So that's why we're qualified to rumble with this today. And hopefully, our listeners who might be wrestling with some things will have some thoughts or ideas that they will find encouraging. We've certainly prayed that would be the case. Mm-hmm. So we've seen supernatural healing, and we are waiting for supernatural healing. Yep. So what do we need? What do our listeners need to know beyond that? That's it. No. <laughs> I think it's, I mean, I think it's, it's important to know, like, why, why do we think supernatural divine healing yes. is a part of following Jesus? Yes. That's important because it's not always seen as something included. Okay. So I'll start. Okay. I'll start Old Testament. I believe, and when I say I believe, I am fully persuaded. I want our listeners to know this. In my own life, I've had so many stinking, stupid, annoying medical issues. I have been supernaturally healed. I have been healed with the help of doctors and nurses, which I think is a God-anointed calling and gift. It is not a lesser healing. No. And there's things that I continue to struggle with, which annoys the heck out of me. Yep. So I want you to know that I'm like really invested in this topic personally, theologically, as a pastor, as a student of the word. And I believe it's God's nature to heal. Mm-hmm. He created a world with no sickness and no pain. And we know that that came through the fall because there was no sickness or pain until after the fall. So it is part of the broken world we live in where all things are not yet restored. Mm. God called himself our healer in Exodus when he's like giving all the instructions to the people of Israel and kind of he's taking them out of Egypt and he's like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he says, it's Exodus fifteen twenty six. He says, I am the Lord that heals you. Mm. So this is who he is. Yeah. It's one of his names. And even as I say that now, I feel this little shivery like, okay, thank you, God. You are my healer. Mm. And then, of course, we live in this broken world where things are a mess because of the fall and sin. I also recognize that my body was born into an environment of generations of brokenness. So my DNA carries things. We live in, you know, environmental toxins. Mm -hmm. We put them on our body. We breathe them in. We eat them. They are part of the fall in multiple facets. And 
there comes Jesus. Mm -hmm. And what happens when Jesus shows up? Yeah. Well, we see, right? Isaiah 53. Mm Mm-hmm. Is prophesies and promises. Like, wait a minute, what is it's the a P word? word. Prophesy, like, promises. Paulson was like predicts. a weird... <laughs> right? It, it says, Isaiah 53, it says, Yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows, which um, also talk about our sickness, right? Depending on which version, which I find interesting. But Which the Greek Hebrew... Nope. The Hebrew root word includes... A, a brokenness of yeah. body, yeah. mind, heart, soul. Yeah. It was our sorrows that weighed him down, and we thought his p- troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. And that word healed is the saved, healed, healed. delivered, yeah. not just like healed of our spiritual brokenness right. so now we get to go to heaven one day it includes that it but includes, it's not just it's that. not limited by that it's definitely a body soul and spirit yeah a word that yep. encompasses all of that and so then we see when jesus showed up it says i believe it's in matthew but it says multiple times i have it big underlined because some people whatever like to argue about this he did not heal every single sick person on the face of the earth when he walked on the earth but it says he healed everyone who came to him yep that's in uh matthew Matthew 8, when it talks about, I mean, in one of the passages, that evening, many uh, demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirits with a simple command, and he healed all the sick. This fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah, who said, he took our sickness and removed our diseases. So we know this, where Jesus showed up, where people came to him and said, heal me, he always healed them. Mm -hmm. There was not like one person who wasn't healed. There wasn't like one sickness where he's like, well, this one's too much for me on this assignment. But when you get to heaven, you'll be healed. Mm -hmm. And actually his commission to his disciples, of which you and I are, in Mark 16, says those who believe in my name will heal. Mm -hmm. They will cast out demons. They will speak in other languages. Like the great, I love the great commission in Mark 16 Mm -hmm. because it's a little more specific of all the facets and details. Mm -hmm. And it's like you who believe on me, you will heal people. Yeah. Not you, but my power in you. You will be a conduit of my healing power. Obviously, you and I have zero power to heal Mm. anyone, but we have Christ in us and an assignment to minister healing. I think uh, part of the, like, an important Mm. aspect when we're looking at our theology of Mm -hmm. healing Mm -hmm. is to recognize that Jesus didn't heal because he was God or out of his divinity. divinity. Mm -hmm. That's really important because then it's like, okay, well... Jesus could only do that because he was God. So clearly we're not God. So then we can't. Right. But I think scripture makes it really clear. It does. Philippians 2. He emptied himself. He emptied himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And full of the Holy Spirit. I think it talks about in Luke when he comes out and says full of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He came out of the wilderness full of the Holy Spirit and power. And then he proceeded. So it's like, okay, it was the Holy Spirit in Jesus that that's that's the reason why Jesus was able able to which means we have the same holy spirit that's right the same assignment because he said as the father sent yep. me i'm sending you yep uh he said to his disciples john 14 he'll do greater things even even than yep. these like he t- told his followers by the power of the spirit you're going to do greater things have you heard 
or I've heard where it's like, well, greater, that means like more in number. And of course, there's going to be a bunch of more Christians. I have. So that just means there's going to be like more of us. So we're going to spread the word of Jesus more than he could. And I was like, I don't think that's what he meant. He would have just said, hey, there'll be more of you than just me. Which I, I find a comforting theology because that would really let me off the hook here. Oh, yeah. And then I don't have to lean into the why of why not healing. Mm-hmm. Because it's hard. I grieve that. I struggle with that. Even as I you know watch people I love struggling with physical things that have not yet been healed. And I'm like, I've seen it. I believe with all my heart you can do this. Why not? But that place of tension keeps me leaning in. Mm, as opposed to kind of yep. leaning back and be like, well, clearly that's not the what Jesus... The greater things have already happened. There's some really yeah. holy people out there that have been really effective in this. Mm. I don't need to. Or it's like forming our theology around our experience. 150%. And it's certainly experience. comfortable. I can make a comfortable theology rather than the awkward stretch of, no, I'm calling you to this, Michelle. Mm. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, so back to Jesus emptying himself of his divinity. It makes mm. me think of one story. Yeah, the, the blind guy. And Jesus like says, oh, I should have looked it up before we started recording, but this is classic for us. <laughs> Random great ideas. He speaks to the guy, you know, be healed, the eyes open, whatever. And then he asks the guy, what do you see? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he says, I see men like trees walking. So Jesus knows that he's getting some healing. So then Jesus prays for him again yeah. or speaks healing over him again, which I think is a critical distinction we should talk about. But even Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who had emptied himself of his divinity by the power of the Spirit, is ministering healing to this guy. If it was like out of some sort of divine superpower, why would Jesus have spoken to it again? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't make sense to be like, okay, what? You can get it right the first time as God? Right. And this models for us. Like, it teaches us how to... And this, I think this is one of the things about healing is that you can speak healing over somebody and then check in and see what's happening and then go after it again. We don't just like pray one time and we're done. Yeah. And the other thing is, is that if you've noticed in scripture, Jesus always declares healing. Yeah. Proclaims healing. Yep. So he does, doesn't uh, say, God, will you please heal? Yeah. So does um, Peter. Peter and, Peter and John. John right? when they Silver go to and pray. gold have I none, such as I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ right. of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Are we going to sing the song? I know. That's really <laughs> what I'm, I'm not even quoting scripture. I'm quoting the song in my head, trying not to get into the song And those pattern. who did not grow up in that era are like, what are they talking about? Oh, we'll fill you in someday. Yeah. Maybe we'll sing it for you, but not today. Yeah. But it is, right? It's, it's not, yeah, the pattern. In the name of in, Jesus, rise up and walk. It's yeah. like it was finished on the cross. Jesus purchased yeah. this. We activate it. We don't yeah. say, God, please, 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 please heal. We have been given mm-hmm. authority mm-hmm. and we declare and proclaim healing. Yeah. We don't beg as if we're trying to convince God that this person is worthy yeah. of healing. Because I've, right, I've been in it where it's like, oh, they've loved and served you. Like we're trying to bargain or something. Yeah. And I mean, Ephesians 1, Ephesians 3 talks about Christ has been raised up, seated at the right hand of the Father, where all things are under his feet. And mm-hmm. then it says, and we have been raised up with him mm-hmm. in heavenly places. So when we minister, when we bring the kingdom, we bring it from a place of authority, not a place of begging. Yeah. Yeah. And and that really is how Jesus did too. And mm-hmm. it kind of goes back to the power of God through his spoken word. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, he spoke and worlds were formed. And then he gave Adam and Eve in a perfect world before the fall. He gave them authority over creation. All of that authority is lost. Jesus comes to restore it. And he says, the kingdom is here now. 
I put, yeah. He proclaimed the word and he healed the sick. This is what the kingdom looks like breaking in. So where you and I show up, I think our assignment is proclaim the word mm-hmm. and minister restoration. That's body, soul, and spirit. Yeah. Through the authority of our words, by blessing, you know. And so the next tricky step is how do we then do this with people and what if they don't get healed? Yep. Yeah. One of the scariest times I did this was with a coworker. It was not when I was working in a church. I was working in what we I don't like saying secular and sacred because I think God is everywhere mm. and makes everything sacred, but it was quote unquote a secular job. And one of my coworkers had all this back pain and I just kept thinking, well, A, I think it's actually a good a spiritual root because sickness sometimes does. Not mm-hmm. all sickness is a spiritual root. But I kept having the thought, like, here I am and I know Jesus and I could minister restoration to her, but she's like super new age. So mm-hmm. I didn't know if her reaction would be, I hate you, or yeah, I'm open to all things spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> right? But just kept having this compelling, it is wrong for me to have access to Jesus and his restoration work and not offer it to mm-hmm. somebody else. Like, it's actually an integrity issue for me. Yeah. So fine. So, you know, she's like standing in my office with her hand on her back, looking very uncomfortable. And I said, I wonder if you would mind if I just prayed for your back. And she just kind of looked startled at me. I was like... People don't always get healed when I pray, for sure, but I've seen it sometimes. And if nothing else, I just feel the love and compassion of God for you and your suffering. And she didn't argue with me like, of God has compassion. I think sometimes I talk myself out of it by going too far down the road in Mm. the conversation. So I can hedge all my bets and be taking no risk. We've never talked about that on this podcast, have we? No, never. (laughs) So anyway, I asked her if I could. She's just like startled and she goes, yeah, I'm open to everything, which is awesome. Like what a perfect. I'll go through that door. And I I did ask her because we had enough of a relationship and woman to woman. I said, can I just put my hand where the pain is? And she said, yes. And so I knew for sure she would experience gentleness, kindness, right? I can Mm -hmm. carry that for sure. Yeah. And so I commanded the pain to go in Jesus' name and declared the love over her. I said, you know, her name, God loves her. God knows her. God cares about her. Um, Pain go in Jesus' name. And she's just like, and then I have to do the thing, right? Check in, just like Jesus did. What do you see? Yeah. So I was like, what are you experiencing? She's like, there's so much warmth and heat where your hand is. I love it. I'm feeling good vibes. Yes. You know what? She was feeling yeah, good God. vibes from heaven. Yeah. She was, if nothing else, experiencing the love of the Father. And so I said, well, I'd like to pray some more. So I just did the same thing again, declaring the love of God over her, thanking God for her, speaking to the pain. And I was kind of covertly dealing with some other stuff. You know, I yeah. bind all torment in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Every assignment of the enemy that has come against her, I declare it null and void because of Jesus. Yeah. And she experienced a total freedom of pain. Mm. And she was overwhelmed with the love of God. Now, she was feeling his love before the pain was all even gone. I've done this where people haven't experienced all the pain gone, but they've felt so loved yeah. that I stepped out. And I think that's an important part of the Huge. right praying for healing is, yeah, healing healing doesn't come every time but man if people right if people are left and it's like man i wasn't healed but i felt the love of jesus through this person or what they said touched right it's like not that it's good enough that's a poor it's not an at least at least but it's a it's a starting it's a win-win it is a win-win it's just like what we need more than anything else (laughs) (laughs) what we need more than anything else is an encounter with the love of god all of us yeah. And I, I do believe that sometimes we will see 
And I honestly think the more I lean into it, the more I see it. The more I stir up my faith, the more I yeah. see it. That's like, as I was thinking about it, I'm like, okay, I am so utterly persuaded and convinced. Healing is for now. Mm-hmm. Jesus has healing for us now. And then it's like, okay, but why don't I see it in the numbers that I feel like yeah. would indicate that? Yeah. And then it was like, Jesus was like, how many times have you stepped out in faith and prayed for it? Like, not in like a you suck sort of way, but just like, hey, check yourself, Amy. Yeah, like, exactly. this is a partnership. Because faith looks like something. I think we talked yeah. about that a few weeks ago. Right? And it was just like, oh, okay. Because I've had those like things where it's like someone's complaining about something where I'm like, oh, I should just pray for them. But I chicken out because it's whatever. It's going to be weird or I know they have whatever. Whatever my own fears are that prevents me. Uh, half the time. 90% of the time for me, it might be self-protection. It's not oh, like, yeah. oh, they won't believe God because they won't get healed. It's like, no, they'll think Michelle sucks. Oh, yeah. She, they don't get healed. It's oh, totally... Yeah. And mine is like, they'll think I'm crazy by thinking this will do something. <laughs> right? So, whoa, <laughs> if self-protection is our motivation, uh, yeah. that's not the kingdom breaking in. No, it's not. No. And I think, I would say the fear of of what if I do it and nothing happens? What does that imply about my faith? What does that imply about God? What does that imply about their faith? Because they're, you know, in in maybe different areas, if you grew up in the church, depending, you know, what kind of denomination or kind of mm-hmm. uh, theology you were coming from, it was like out of... I think probably James 5, the mm-hmm. thing about, you know, you need faith, mm-hmm. you need to ask, that it was like this weird thing where it became like, you're not healed because you don't have enough faith. Right. Which then is like, people felt, they're not leaving experiencing the love of Jesus. They're no. leaving feeling like, well, I'm a really crappy person. And like, I, think it's I don't a, love Jesus enough. And it's a way for the person ministering healing to diffuse responsibility onto the other person, which is so evil. Yeah. It's actually, that just upsets me so badly. Right? It's evil. Right? And, and and that even shows, like, blame for the not healing has to land somewhere, so I'll make sure it's on the other person. Yeah. So, if you've experienced this and you're listening to this, we're really sorry. Yeah. And we, we want you to hear that's not from God. And as much as it's painful and was awful and robbed you, we encourage you to listen to the forgiveness episode and process that because mm-hmm. even those things become blockages for us experiencing all that God has for us. And mm-hmm. yep, it was not okay. It should never be done. Another really crappy, yeah, we say crappy on here. Just checking. Um, (laughs) Gotta remember my audience. Uh, Awful way that that has happened is that um, sometimes sickness is attached to a sin. Mm -hmm. A hidden sin. It's sometimes attached to unforgiveness, actually, is a huge one. But if we automatically assume that all sickness is because of sin, we have also created a theology that's not accurate yeah. and true. I, when I was in my worst years of some of my physical challenges, I remember a guy telling me, it's easy. It's just about sin in your life. And when you deal with that, you'll be healed. And I just remember looking at him and thinking, then why aren't you dead? <laughs> <laughs> I was so upset. Like the amount, I mean, he wasn't uh, all wrong. Yeah. That they were things emotionally. Oh, yeah. But, in my pain, that when my emotions were held, my body actually followed. In but healing. there's a different way to do that. <laughs> so is there? So is, and mm-hmm. I just was like such a literally like of all people. I think maybe you should be dead. 
Yeah. Because I know you have sin in your life. Oh, I don't think you know you do. Right? Like, it was just one of those awful moments. I actually just had to walk away from that relationship for a long time. Yeah. But that's, I needed to release him to Jesus Mm -hmm. and his journey and not chew on that forever. And I think that's an important note for even when we're praying for people Mm -hmm. to listen to the Holy Spirit. For sure. Right? It's like, okay, is this something that I'm supposed to ask? Hey, Mm -hmm. is there anyone you need to forgive? That is a frequent one that just is a prompting question. Right. Or is this like, no, actually, this is demonic or mm-hmm. no this is whatever because the brokenness and we're going to declare like that's really that's an important part is mm-hmm. is to be listening to holy spirit how he wants you to go about it yeah because right we see jesus didn't heal every time in the same way no he did right? not i wish he, he did spat on people want the and touch people and okay, didn't spit touch on people, anybody yet right which yeah. tells us there's no like hard set formulaic thing that we need to do. And he said, I do what I see my father doing. Yeah. So he, in his spirit anointed humanity had to check in with the father. So do we, how much more do we need to cultivate a good listening relationship with God? So it's, I think it's in, is it Mark where one of the disciples are trying to cast out Mm. a demon from a little boy who was having seizures and they're like, we couldn't do this one, which tells me they could do a lot. Yeah. They were shocked by the fact they weren't being effective. And this is his followers, not Jesus himself. And he's like, this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. And I don't think that means fast so that you be more spiritual Mm -hmm. and earn God's power and authority. It cultivates intimacy with God. We get better at hearing his voice when we set aside other things and seek him in the place of those things. Fasting is all about cultivating intimacy. I know we've done a podcast on that one too. And so it's like, okay, I need to tune in and learn how to hear the Father's voice more than ever. Mm -hmm. And as I learn more, I will hear, you know, the interesting things. We could get so deep into this topic. A few things. If you're speaking healing over someone, pain's moving everywhere in their body. It's like, was in their shoulder. Now it's in their belly. That's demonic. Just Mm -hmm. then you've got a demon on your hands. We need to deal with that. I think we've talked about angels and demons too. Yeah. Man, this is going to be like a refer to yeah. episode. Unforgiveness is a big one. Mm-hmm. I have my own story about that and probably shouldn't belabor it, but I learned it when I was 12 years old. Mm. There was a boy in school who, I mean, nowadays it feels to me like anybody, even in grade six, would know you don't do that. Mm. But every time he got on the bus, he would sit down next to me and put his arm around me and tell everybody I was his girlfriend. And it made me so angry. Like, so angry. And... Everybody treated it like it was a joke. Mm. Hello. Nowadays, we'd be like, no, you get his ha- your hands off of her. She says no. Mm-hmm. Right? But everybody thought it was cute and funny. I developed such a hatred for him, like such a profound hatred. So one day, I punched him in the nose. Nice. Guess who got in trouble? You did. Of course. I did. Brutal. I did. Just some people are having trauma triggers right now. I just yeah. call your therapist. We'll work through this. Yeah. It's 1982. Whatever. So, yeah. I, I get called the principal's office. Blah, blah, blah. And he didn't bother me after that. (laughs) Should have punched him in the nose sooner. I hated him. I dwelled on how much I hated him. My mom had this book, Something About Freedom, on the cover in an eagle. And I was one of those nerdy kids that read everything I could pick, put my hands on. I open, I read the first chapter, and it talks about for unforgiveness, which Jesus talked about in Matthew. When we don't forgive, we're tormented. I'd been having wicked headaches, unbelievable headaches. I read this chapter on freedom to choose power of forgiveness. And I was so convicted. I'm 12 years old and I'm so convicted that though he was an absolute jerk and deserved the punch in the nose, that my ongoing bitterness could be the root to my headaches. So I followed the little steps in the chapter and Mm -hmm. forgave him and my headaches were gone. Mm. I never had another one of those headaches. Yeah. Often find back pain headaches can go away because of forgiveness. Not always. 
not saying that, right? No formula. So we do know there are spiritual roots to sickness. And sometimes we just have sickness in our bodies because all things are not yet restored. Yeah. And so there is therein lies the tension. Mm-hmm. You know, God created a perfect world with no sin and no sickness. Revelation at the very end says, Behold, I'm making all things new. Mm-hmm. And then he says, And now there will be no more pain, no more sorrow, no more tears, no more dying. So we live in that in-between space where we are assigned to release the kingdom. And we also understand the kingdom isn't going to fully come until that day when he makes all things new. So how do we navigate the tension of that? Well, I'm going to still keep on praying for healing, ministering Mm -hmm. healing. I always will, and I won't stop. But I will do it with a gentleness and compassion. Yeah. And awareness of that while we live in this tension, I still think that when there's no healing, Jesus still wins. And this is how I go about that. Even now, while I'm waiting, wanting to see healing, I am speaking worship and adoration and praise for the goodness of God, for good medical people, for His presence with me, that He takes away fear. Because as soon as fear settles in, Mm. then Satan has a stronghold again in my life. Yeah. So we can still live in the tension of the kingdom breaking into our suffering now. I had a friend, we called her Grandma, and she got cancer tumors on her kidneys and in that area. And she was part of our small group, and we prayed for her, and we ministered healing. We commanded cancer to leave. We commanded her, you know, blessed her immune system. We did all that. And she was supernaturally healed. She went back for her next scan, and they were gone. Hmm. Two years later, they were back. I'm like, great. I got my sword. I know what to do. And we know how to do healing. So we did it again. And this time it didn't go. I was devastated. I was frustrated. I was angry. I was sad. I didn't Hmm. want her to die in suffering. And I walked with her through that whole journey. And in the last month, um, I saw her every single day. And she had good medical care, so good pain maintenance. Uh, Every single day, there would be something on her mind when I would go there and we would talk about it. So often about her kids Mm -hmm. and her grandkids. And I would just read a passage of scripture and we would sing a hymn together. She loved hymns. And so we would, I would do my best to warble along. (laughs) And every single time that we gather together like that, her and I, and sometimes her kids who, you know, different spaces in their walk with God, some sadness in their past around spiritual abuse, so not big on Jesus, we'd stand in the room often weeping. Hmm. And the awareness of the presence of Jesus and the closeness of heaven was huge. She had 100% peace. There was no torment. Every day she would take her cares to the Lord. We would do it together. She had perfect peace. She had one hmm. foot in heaven. I was like, Satan is not winning in this room. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're experiencing sickness and brokenness, the not restoration of all things yet. But where we invite the Holy Spirit and the presence of Jesus, the kingdom is still breaking in. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if we've given a lot of good answers or helpful answers, but we really do pray that you've, our listeners have experienced the kindness of Jesus right now, and that maybe they would also be encouraged to pursue this, to stretch a little, to rumble with it. And for sure, to head further up and further in.